Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Edwards Syndrome, found under the pediatric section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A young, immigrant mother brings her 6-month-old child to the pediatrician for the first time. He is noted to have low-set ears, clenched fists, and a small, retracted lower jaw, as well as a cardiac murmur on auscultation. Let's continue with an introduction to Edwards syndrome. Remember that this is a relatively common genetic abnormality, though less so than Down syndrome. It is characterized by trisomy 18, or partial trisomy of chromosome 18 or translocation. Pregnant mothers may be observed to have an unusually large uterus, unusually small placenta, large amount of amniotic fluid, and it is all likely a result of polyhydramnios secondary to renal dysfunction in the child. In terms of the epidemiology, this is relatively common, though not as common as trisomy 21. It is more frequently observed in females, with a female-to-male ratio of 3 to 1. It is associated with development of multiple comorbidities, which include congenital heart disease and horseshoe kidneys. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include severe mental retardation and a classic group of physical deformities. On exam, physical deformities are evident, which is indicative of syndromic pathology. These may include severe mental retardation, rocker-bottom feet, low-set, posteriorly rotated malformed auricles, micronathia, clenched hands with overlapping fingers, crossed legs, prominent occiput, an undescended testicle, low birth weight, pectus carinatum, and congenital heart disease, which may include ASV, VSD, and PDA. Other less common signs that may be evident include coloboma, which is a hole, split, or cleft in the iris, diastasis recti, umbilical or inguinal hernias, hydronephrosis, horseshoe kidney, and polycystic kidneys. In terms of further imaging, a chest x-ray may demonstrate shortened breast bones. A KUB may demonstrate evidence of renal dysgenesis, and an echocardiogram can be used to assess for structural heart defects. In terms of further studies, a prenatal exam of the mother may demonstrate polyhydramnios, an enlarged uterus, and a small placenta. Genetic testing can be used to confirm diagnosis and establish specific chromosomal abnormalities. For example, a trisomy 18 versus chromosomal translocation. An electrocardiogram can be used to assess for cardiac conduction abnormalities. An amniocentesis is an amniotic fluid sample that is obtained with a fine needle through the abdomen and uterus. It is performed during the 15th week of pregnancy or later. This is less risk to the child than chorionic villus sampling and it is usually indicated in mothers that are greater than 35 years old. Chorionic villus sampling, or CVS, is when a placental tissue sample is retrieved via the vagina and cervix. It is usually performed between the 10th and 12th week of pregnancy. There is more risk to the child, but it can be performed earlier, and this is usually indicated in mothers greater than 35 years of age. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about other congenital genetic abnormalities including Down syndrome, Patau syndrome, and the like. In terms of prevention, unfortunately, there are no preventive measures available at this time, and selective pregnancy termination has been employed following amniocentesis and CVS. In terms of treatment, unfortunately, there is no cure for Edwards syndrome, 
Treatment is therefore guided on a case-by-case basis, depending on sequelae. One option is frequent screening. This can include an eye exam every year in infancy, hearing tests every 6 to 12 months, dental exams every 6 months, cervical spine x-rays around the age of 3 to 5 years, pap smears and pelvic exams beginning at age 21, and thyroid testing every 12 months. One can also treat any associated pathology. This may include renal disease, congenital heart disease, and mental retardation. Complications related to Edwards syndrome include cardiac septal defects, severe renal disease, and mental retardation. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that about 50% of children born with this disorder do not survive the first week of life. Most will die before one year of age, and there have been some cases reported on children surviving into teenage years, though with multiple medical problems. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Edwards syndrome, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A newborn male is evaluated in the hospital nursery 30 minutes after birth. He was born at 37 weeks gestation to a 38-year-old Gravita II via vaginal delivery. The pregnancy was complicated by preeclampsia, and the patient's mother received routine prenatal care. The patient's mother declined all prenatal testing, including an anatomy ultrasound. Upon delivery, the patient had a weak cry with hypertonia and flexion of the extremities. The patient was placed on positive pressure ventilation with improvement in his respiratory status. His APGAR scores were 6 and 7 at 1 and 5 minutes respectively. His weight is 5 pounds 6 ounces, and his height and head circumference are in the 24th and 2nd percentiles respectively. On physical exam, the patient has a prominent occiput. The patient has a holosystolic, harsh-sounding murmur at the left lower sternal border. A physical exam demonstrates closed fists with overlapping fingers. The patient is most likely to have which of the following conditions? And the answer choices are Choice 1, 22Q deletion syndrome. Choice 2, trisomy 13. Choice 3, trisomy 18. Choice 4, trisomy 21. Or choice 5, Turner syndrome. The best answer to this question is Choice 3, trisomy 18. This patient presents with microcephaly a prominent occiput, closed fists with overlapping fingers, and ventricular septal defect, which suggests a diagnosis of trisomy 18 or Edwards syndrome. Trisomy 18 presents with low-set ears, microcephaly, micronathia, clenched fists with overlapping fingers, and rocker-bottom feet. These patients are at an increased risk of congenital heart defects, most commonly ventricular septal defects, and renal defects. The prognosis for these patients is extremely poor, and most die in the first month of life. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. 22Q deletion syndrome such as DeGeorge syndrome would not present with the physical exam findings of microcephaly or clenched fists with overlapping fingers. DeGeorge syndrome presents with cleft lip or palate, abnormal facies, thymic aplasia, conotruncal cardiac defects, and hypocalcemia. Choice 2. Trisomy 13 or Patau syndrome does not commonly present with clenched fists with overlapping fingers. It classically presents with a midline defect such as holoprosencephaly, cleft lip or palate, omphalocele, 
cutis aplasia, polydactyly, and rocker bottom feet. Choice 4. Although trisomy 21, or Down syndrome, may present with ventricular septal defect, it also presents with dysmorphic features not found in this patient, including upslanting palpebral fissures, a flat nasal bridge, epicanthal folds, and a single palmar crease. Choice 5. Turner syndrome does not present with microcephaly, a prominent occiput, or clenched fists with overlapping fingers. It classically presents in infants with congenital lymphedema of the hands and feet, webbed neck, and a short fourth metacarpal and metatarsal. Finally, a bullet summary. Trisomy 18, or Edwards syndrome, presents with microcephaly, micrognathia, prominent occiput, clenched fists with overlapping fingers, and rocker bottom feet. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 38-year-old G4P3 presents to her obstetrician's office for her 20th week anatomy ultrasound. She reports that she feels well and has not experienced any contractions or vaginal bleeding. She also reports good fetal movement. The patient declined prenatal screening earlier in the pregnancy for religious reasons, but would now like an anatomy ultrasound to ensure the fetus is growing appropriately. The patient's previous pregnancies were uncomplicated, and she delivered three healthy babies at full term. On the ultrasound, the technician observes a male fetus with likely intrauterine growth restriction. She also notes microcephaly, convex rounded feet, and clenched fists with overlapping fingers. The technician further notes a medium-sized ventricular septal defect. The amniotic fluid index is 26 centimeters. Which of the following additional findings is most likely to be observed in this fetus? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Cleft palate Choice 2. Epicanthal folds Choice 3. Microphthalmia Choice 4. Prominent occiput or choice 5, webbed neck. The best answer to this question is, choice 4, prominent occiput. This fetus is observed to have intrauterine growth restriction, microcephaly, rocker bottom feet, clenched fists with overlapping fingers, and a ventricular septal defect, which suggests a diagnosis of trisomy 18 or Edwards syndrome. Trisomy 18 is also associated with a prominent occiput. Trisomy 18 and trisomy 13 may share many of the same phenotypic features, including microcephaly, microphthalmia, and rocker bottom feet, but clenched fists with overlapping fingers are not seen in trisomy 13. Polyhydramnios, with an AFI of greater than 24 centimeters, is also a common finding in trisomy 18, as is a prominent occiput. Trisomy 18 is usually detected on the first trimester combined test as the combination of a very low beta-HCG and very low PAP-A. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Cleft palate is associated with trisomy 13 and 22Q11 deletion syndromes, including DeGeorge and velocardiofacial syndrome. Other common features of 22Q11 deletion syndromes include cardiac defects, hypoplastic thymus causing immunodeficiency, and hypocalcemia. Choice 2. Epicanthal folds are characteristic of trisomy 21 or Down syndrome. Infants with Down syndrome are also commonly present with the dysmorphic features of upslanting palpebral fissures, flat nasal bridge, transverse palmar crease, and hypotonia. Down syndrome is also associated with a number of cardiac, gastrointestinal, hematologic, and other disorders. Choice 3. Microphthalmia is a feature of trisomy 13 or Patau syndrome. 
Infants with trisomy 13 also commonly present with cleft lip or palate, polydactyly, and cardiac defects. Choice 5. Webbed neck is a feature of Turner syndrome. Other features of Turner syndrome include short stature, a low hairline, and broad chest, bicuspid aortic valve, horseshoe kidneys, and streak ovaries. Finally, a bullet summary. Trisomy 18, or Edwards syndrome, presents with intrauterine growth restriction, hypertonia, a prominent occiput, micronathia, microcephaly, closed fists with overlapping fingers, and rocker bottom feet, as well as cardiac and renal defects. That's all for this review about Edwards syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.